yesterday, the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. took long-expected, highly-anticipated action. No, Cardinal Wilton Gregory didn't rebuke Catholic public figures who receive Holy Communion while advocating for the most evil hot-button issues of our time. No, Cardinal Gregory issued his draconian implementation of Dratitionis Custodis. It points the way to something I'll have to cover in more detail in the coming days, but clearly the modernist bishops are all on the same page with, with each other. I think this dovetails nicely with the educational video I have for you this morning on how the modernists destroyed Catholic morality. So check that out if you're interested in how the moral lives of Catholics were destroyed the world over by actions of a few very well-placed bishops. But our story today takes us to the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., and the long-awaited implementation of Traditionis Custodis. But I want you to see this extraordinary statement from Cardinal Supich first. It's a nice way to frame this. He gave an address to young Catholics in Chicago a couple of days ago, and, well, apparently we're in a new springtime for the church. See it for yourself. And I think that we are living in an era that you young people are going to look back on and see as uh, a golden age in the life of the church. This is an extraordinary human being, uh, Pope Francis, in what he's doing. He's uh, creative. He uh, has a mind that is uh, open to uh, looking into the future um, and wanting in some way to uh, keep alive uh, the church. Yes, a new springtime or golden age of the church, to use his terminology. Just remember that as we talk about the end of the Apostolic Mass. Pillar Catholic broke the story late on Thursday through a leaked draft of the implementation. From the Pillar headline, DC Traditionis Custodis Plan to Publish Friday. Again, that was published late Thursday. They got a, a copy of it from a source of theirs within the Chancery of the Imperial Capital. If you live in the Imperial Capital, you're going to have a hard time finding a traditional Mass. From the article, quote, the plan will restrict use of the preconciliar liturgy texts at Sunday Mass to three locations in the Archdiocese and call for quote-unquote pastoral outreach toward Catholics with an attachment to the older form of the liturgy, often called the quote-unquote extraordinary form or the usus antiqua. In the time I have served as Archbishop of Washington, I have discovered that the majority of the faithful who participate in these liturgical celebrations in the Archdiocese of Washington are sincere, faith-filled, and well-meaning. Likewise, the majority of priests who celebrate these liturgies are doing their very best to respond pastorally to the needs of the faithful, Cardinal Wilton Gregory wrote in a letter to two priests, sent to be issued July 22nd. It is clear that the Holy Father's sincere intention is to bring about greater unity in the Church, through which the celebration of the Mass and Sacraments, according to the 1970 Roman Missal, Pope Paul VI, which was the fruit of the renewal in the liturgy that the Second Vatican Council called for, Ah, uh, fiction is fun, Gregory added to his letter, a copy of which was obtained by the pillar from sources inside the Archdiocesan Chancery. As my predecessors in the Archdiocese of Washington have followed the intentions of the Holy Father in regards to the celebration of the Mass according to the 1962 Roman Missal, I too desire to follow the path most recently traced out for us by Pope Francis, the Cardinal wrote. End quote. Again, this is about unity, phantom unity. Morale will improve no matter what we have to do. Beatings will continue until morale approve, improves, as the saying goes. And all Francis seems to be concerned about is unity. And it's an odd thing for him to claim that he's worried about, given that he has previously said that to secular and Catholic journalists alike that he might be the Pope to cause a schism in the church. Be that as it may, the effect of this decree isn't that the mass is going, isn't being restricted to three locations in the diocese, 
but there are other restrictions. If you are an apostolic mass only Catholic in Washington, D.C., you're being forced to make use of Novus Ordo sacraments and Novus Ordo masses during certain times of the year. All Novus Ordo sacraments, pretty much, other than the Eucharist year-round, but at other times of the year, pretty much even the Eucharist. I'd outline this, but the pillar explains this concisely. Quote, Gregory's letter accompanies a seven-page policy which outlines restrictions on the celebration of the extraordinary form in the Washington Diocese. The text will require priests and deacons to request and receive written permission to, quote, celebrate the Eucharist using the Roman Missal of 1962, either privately or publicly in the territory of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Washington. Clerics requesting permission, quote, explicitly affirm in writing the validity and legitimacy of the liturgical reform dictated by the Second Vatican Council and the Magisterium of the Supreme Pontiffs, and demonstrate an appreciation, quote, of the value of con celebration, particularly at the Chrism Mass. The decree explains, requests for permission must also note the frequency with which a cleric intends to offer or assist at Mass using the preconciliar texts, and note the location at which Masses will be offered. The decree provides three locations in the Washington Archdiocese where Masses in the extraordinary form may be offered. The Franciscan Monastery, the Holy Land in Washington, D.C., the chapel at St. John the Evangelist in Forest Glen, a Washington suburbs, and the Mission Church of St. Dominic in, in Aquasco, Maryland, in the southern part of the state. While Sunday Mass may be offered in these locations, the policy explains that weddings or baptisms in the extraordinary form will not happen in the Archdiocese. All other sacraments are to be celebrated using the liturgical books of Paul VI, the text stipulates. The decree also explains that all liturgies on Christmas, Easter, Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, or during the sac sacred tritium are to use exclusively the liturgical books promulgated by St. Paul VI and St. John Paul II, either in the vernacular or in Latin, end quote. So only the mass according to the preconciliar recovation of the liturgical life of the church. No weddings or baptisms in the old form. By the way, for those who don't know the difference between the new and old forms, they're pretty remarkable. The old form of baptism used in every traditional Latin mass parish outside of the diocesan structure includes exorcisms performed on the person being baptized regardless of their age. The nuptial rite is more complicated as well. I've never seen extreme unction in person, so I can't comment on the differences, but I know they're there. It's also something called the apostolic pardon, which has gone by the wayside largely in the post-conciliar era, and I should really do a video on that. That will enrage you when you find out that that has gone by the wayside. But every sacrament has changed. Also notice this includes ordination, though I doubt Gregory was ever going to ordain priests in the pre-conciliar form anyway. But even confession in the old form is barred, since explicitly only the mass in the pre-conciliar form is permitted. Welcome to the Church of the New Advent. You may recall that Cardinal Gregory held listening sessions across the diocese last year and early this year as part of the synodal process in the imperial capital. He was met with many traditional Catholics who through tears begged him not to restrict their access to the sacraments or to take away their Latin masses. He even references them in this letter, talking about how faithful and kind they are. He then took away their sacraments and took the mass from them completely during Holy Week, Easter, Christmas, and Pentecost Sunday. I guess begging the friend of Donald Worrell, Cardinal Supich, and Ted McCarrick didn't help. For those who care, there is an SSPX chapel in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, a short drive from Washington, D.C. There's also an SSPV chapel about 45 minutes away from D.C. in Brooklyn, Maryland, for those who don't want to submit to Gregory's suppression of their masses. Just, be, just note that the SSPV chapel is run by the Society of St. Pius V. They are a group that is 
at least informally set of a contest, if not formally. And while I can't endorse you going there, I won't chastise anybody for going there either. I don't have a real problem with the SSPV per se. But there's an emerging pattern here, which I'll go over in more details in coming days. But basically this, Supich, Gregory, and a few others are clearly implementing what we can call an oath for modernism. It's an oath of holding a lie, one that all these priests are expected to affirm or you and I can't receive the traditional sacraments. We saw this with the Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest in Chicago. We saw this in Gregory's implementation, and I guarantee you this will be done in more and more places. I'll go over more into details, but a fiction is promoted as fact by Francis and Traditionis Custodis, and in every liturgical document from Rome since that time. And that fiction is that the Novus Ordo is the unique expression of the Roman Rite. That's just factually not true, as I'll demonstrate later, but if you don't affirm that fiction, then you have no access to the Mass and sacraments in their unambiguous preconciliar form if you're a priest. And if your priest doesn't affirm it, then you as a layperson don't have access. Welcome to the Synodal Church, where we accompany everybody but traditional Catholics. Pray for the people of Washington, D.C. And I'm curious, though, what you do think about this. So let me know in the comments, please. Check out my regular Saturday video, since this is a bonus video given the news. And uh, since it's timely to the news that I broke a few days ago that Francis is going to overturn Humanae Vitae, I doubly recommend you check out that one. But what will you do if your bishop follows Supich and Gregory? Let me know in the comments. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Share this on social media. That helps a lot, too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.